avenuepodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a man out of the Florida area. He is a wrestler, and I am very excited for you to hear this episode. He is real. He is raw. He is August Artois. He's a great guest. He had a lot of fun things to say and a lot of funny things to say. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. We talk about everything from his wrestling career, even his uh, promotion that he has started uh, called Just Wrestling. It's uh, a really cool concept, and we'll kind of get into that and talk about what he has going on there and all the different things that that entails. I'm really excited about this. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the August Artois episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes that we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch-me face. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so... (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos. For some reason, like, it triggers certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. I love it. I'm excited for this stuff. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So today I have with me somebody that I'm really excited for you guys to hear. I actually listen to his podcast quite a bit. And uh, so it's pretty cool to have this guy on. He's a Florida-based wrestler. Uh, he's done work with Control Your Narrative and uh, AML. He is a fellow podcaster, like I said, and he is real. He is raw. He is August Artois. Man, how are you doing today? That was a pretty good introduction. I'm not going to lie. Usually uh, they either stumble the stumble the catchphrase or they don't hit the Artois. So <laughs> I'll give you a 9 out of 10. You could have spiced it up a little bit. But I'm doing great. Every day is great when you wake up in my skin. How are you? I'm doing good, man. You know, just uh, got everything done in the house. Now it's time for me to do my podcast, and I'm I'm excited to be here. Give a dad a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you can, it was kind you of can, a soundbite. That uh, thank you. I will. Yes. <laughs> um. So it was kind of a weird thing. You know, uh, I wanted to start my own podcast, and my wife actually came up with the name. Oh, you're boring me with that. Let's get to me. Let's get to, let's get to August. Right to watch. <laughs> All right, man. So one thing I did want to talk to you about is one of the first videos I saw of you um, had to do with this kid. He had his phone in his hand and you threw it in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I popped as soon as I saw that. And I have to say your heel work is probably some of the best stuff that I've seen. No, I told the kid I, I came out. The kid had his, his phone out. The flash, the flash was on. I mean, uh-huh. like, if you've been to any show, ever since I was a kid, I went and they said no flash photography. So I come out and the little bastard's blinding me with the light. So I said, get that, get that camera out of my face. So he extends a little further. So I get him a, a nice close up of the concrete with his phone out. <laughs> <laughs> like eight 
1819 pieces. Well, you oh know, well, I warned him. You did. You you warned him. So you know that you did the best you could. Yeah, lately, uh, just uh, the other day, I was at a show and a guy came out, and got my face. I took his little reading glasses off his face and snapped him into pieces. Oh wow! I mean, if you're going to get in my face, and it's, it's regrettable for some people. <laughs> So I know there was a podcast that's on YouTube. Uh, can't remember the name of it, but they actually called you a perfect heel. Uh, I don't see. That's the thing is like, I don't like, I know what face and heel is, but I don't consider myself a face or a heel. Okay. Um, uh, some people in the crowd are like, heck yeah, this guy's awesome. And other people are like, I can't stand this guy. So in, in my eyes, it's not up to me if I'm a face or a heel. It's up to that person in the crowd. Some people relate to it. Some people don't. Um, right. It's right. not up to me. Well, and it's it's like that. It's kind of like uh, I, I was watching the uh, Backlash pay-per-view. And, you know, any other time that uh, Bianca Belair has been in a match, she's always uh -huh. been the face. But in that crowd on uh, Saturday night, she was not the face. They were firmly behind EO. You know, and it's I I, I understand what you're saying. It's very much a subjective thing whether but if you, people but like if you, you or you don't if you notice something if you notice something because i did watch that um eo started smiling yeah. and started working started working as you know a heel face for the crowd right and bianca was completely like what what the heck is going on what do i do right <laughs> now like you gotta you gotta be able to you got to be able to work, you know, on the fly with that kind of thing. You know, you don't know what a crowd is going to do, especially these days. Right. Uh, a crowd just might be in a bad mood and be like, you know what? We're going to we're going to boo the good guys and cheer the bad guys. Like, OK, well, you, you need to work to that, too. And yeah. keep that. I mean, the only people I'm ever worried about being happy is the crowd and the promoter. And as right. long as they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Can't work against them. No, no. I mean, with the crowds, you know, I mean, they're either paying to see you get beat up or see you to beat somebody up. So, you know, you thank you. <laughs> I say that on every single podcast and everyone's like, yo, man, people hate you. I'm like, <laughs> listen, whether they want to see me win or they want to see me lose, they want to see me. Exactly. Period. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that I've made that are, you know, in the business and stuff like that. And as long as you're you putting have friends. I, I guess so, you know, <laughs> but I'm, you know, as long as you're putting butts in seats, then, you know, you're doing your job. Yeah. So, so I wanted to ask you, how did you actually get into wrestling? Uh, good question. Um, when I was little, me and my brother used to watch it all the time. You know, I was three years old and my speedos at the pool uh, doing the Hulk Hogan, you know, <laughs> doing all, all the Hulk Hogan poses. Yeah, I loved wrestling, and I loved wrestling all the way up until the Attitude Era, up until I vividly remember Kane and Lita got pregnant. Like, Mark Henry got, what's her name, Mae Young pregnant, and that was, like, one thing. And then yeah. Kane got Lita pregnant, and I was like, Kane used to be this guy that, like, literally scared the hell out of me. Like, when I right. saw him on TV, especially when I saw him, like, live, I'm like, this guy's actually scary. And mm -hmm. That took the fear away from it. And then it started getting really weird. So then I joined a music, I joined a band and I toured the country, uh, toured 48 states across the country. Oh, wow. And I kind of just fell out of love with wrestling. And I just, anytime I turned it on and I'm, I'm kind of glad because like that whole arrow to me was like, there was no big character, like other than the rock sticking around and stone cold sticking around. There were no big characters. There were no, like, it was all, like, Jeff James and Chris Jacobs and Mike Johnson. It's this guys right. that you'd see at 
Home Depot shopping with their family type stuff. And <laughs> um, so then like fast forward to like 2018. I don't know if it was 2016 or 18. I still don't know. I'm trying to. And I, I told you before we started recording, I've been trying to go back and watch now all the stuff that I've missed and yeah. see characters develop to who they are now. And uh, I don't know if it was 2016 or 18, but my brother was at the pay-per-view. It was Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles, I believe, was on. So my brother gave me the password to his the network, and he's like, just turn it on. You don't have to watch it, but just keep it on in the background. And I, I, I remember looking over, and I was, I've never known, you know, leading up to the story, I've never known of anything other than WWE, especially mm-hmm. Impact and stuff like that. So I don't know who AJ Styles is at all. So that's okay. the first time I've seen him, and I was blown away. I was like, this is... Uh, Okay, it's got my attention, and I finished watching the rest of it. It was WrestleMania, whatever. Uh-huh. He faced Shane, and it was awesome. It was very entertaining. And then at that time, my brother came down, and he went from – he trained to be a referee, and he was on NXT as an extra. He was on WWE. He was the one that, if you watch back, he was the one that arrested Jeff Hardy and put him in the back of the uh, – he was one of the cops that arrested Jeff Hardy. Um, oh, wow. He was like a paramedic. He was a doctor. He was uh, backstage. He was one of the ninjas for Tozawa. Like, I was like, <laughs> man, that – seems pretty easy to be a wrestler these days, like even just to get in the business. So and yeah. I was 30 at the time and I was just about to turn 31. And he was like, man, just move down here and see what happens. And I moved down. I trained for two months. I had my first match and the ball just kept rolling faster and faster. And it's here we are today. Well, it, it seems to have taken off for you pretty well. You know, I, I see your social media presence and everything like that. And uh, you've got quite a few followers. Yeah, I I do this every single day. It's like a lot of these guys, and I uh, I always say like, oh, I wish I would have started younger. But if I would if I would have started younger, I would have been either kicked out of the business, I would have been dead from you know something stupid or yeah. God knows what. But I'm glad I'm a, I matured, and then I got into this business because now I see this, and I say that all the time. It's a business, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys, you know, they they treat this as a hobby. And there's a lot of talented, talented guys out there that don't promote, don't. They're not on social media all the time. Like they're not promoting themselves. They're not editing their pictures. They're not making highlight reels and sending out, you know, August, how do you get booked here? You know, I sent out 150 emails, two people wrote back. And yeah. in, in a month from now, I'll send 150 more emails and maybe, maybe three will write back this time. Yeah. And people, a lot of people will take that, you know, 150 emails and get two back. And it's not the company they really wanted to work for. You got to bite the bullet on some situations. Me, on the other hand, I've been doing it for, I think, like 35 months I've been wrestling. I had 86 matches. And people are like, what? Yeah, but, you know, by that time, two years in, I, I've had 400 matches. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. How are your knees doing? How are your fucking, <laughs> or how are your elbows? And how much money have you racked up doing this? And I can honestly admit, like, when I first started, I was getting $5 paydays. But now it's in the three digits. And it's, you know, my, my flights are paid for. My hotels are paid for because people people know what I bring to the table and they know that I treat this like a business. And it, and when you book me, it's not just, I'm going to come and I'm going to wrestle for you. I'm going to cut up multiple promos. I'm going to make voiceovers and edits and videos for your company. It's going to be, uh, you know, promoted on, they see how I promote myself and they know exactly what, it, what I'm going to do for their company. I mean, for Christ's sake, one company booked me in Maine. They took a, they took a chance on me. It's actually the, we'll get to that. That's actually the, the show that I wouldn't cancel for another company. Yeah, uh, I went and did that show. Um, Two point one million views on a clip from that match. And oh that, wow! That company, I think that company has like eight hundred 
followers on their page. Mm-hmm. I got them 2.1 million views. And now I'm, I think they're somewhere in like the, you know, 13, 1300, 1400 followers or whatever, but that's what I do, man. I treat this like a business and I know to go out there. I'm not going out there to work for the boys. I'm not going out there to, Hey man, look what I can do. And look at this move. <laughs> I'm going out there to work for that crowd and that promoter that, that dug in his pocket and paid for me. Right. Right. And, you know, and that's the way it should be too. Uh, kind of going with what you said, you know, I, I saw what happened. Uh, we can kind of get into that a little bit. The, the Twitter thing that happened, uh, you had a, <laughs> uh, somebody, uh, they offered you a chance to go and do an AEW dark match, I believe, or something like that, but you were already booked. <clears throat> and in my opinion, yeah. that's very, I respect that, that you were saying, Hey, I'm already booked somewhere else. I can't do it at this time, you know, but the way that it was kind of portrayed on Twitter, they tried to make it sound like, uh, you know, you just blew them off. And that's not really what happened. No, the way they the way they made it seem like on Twitter was that I hit him up on Thursday and then he offered me on Friday and I turned him down on Friday night. Yeah. But what happened and it, it finally eventually came out through the tweets that this was over a year and a half ago. I was sending emails and, and Instagram messages like, hey, you know, I'm friends with this and the so and so on AEW and they said to hit you up. Mm-hmm. ignored here's yep. my resume ignored here's here's this ignored i would really like an opportunity ignored by by both people that had control so finally by this point i'm like you know what i'm 32 at this point i need to invest in myself and stop relying so i started filling up my schedule i started real and raw and august artois and t-shirts and stickers and i am you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be my own i'm gonna be my own thing and if right. anybody gets me lucky for them just so happens he hits me up and he's like, Hey, are you available this day? I said, no, I got excited. I went on Twitter. And if you read it in certain voices, it sounds certain different ways. Like right. <laughs> got offered AEW dark. Can't cancel bookings. Hopefully next time. It's like, Oh, good for that kid. But it's like, got offered AEW dark. <laughs> I don't cancel bookings. <laughs> Maybe next time. It's like, what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's how, it's how you read it. And it got to a point where like, I looked at all the responses and stuff and I was like, this is 50, 50. I'm going to let it go. I emailed, I emailed Sean Dean. I said, Hey man, no heat. He said, Hey man, no heat. Mm-hmm. Me and him are cool. So that's all I'm worried about. But let me tell you this. If I would have been on AW dark, I think they get like 250, maybe 300,000 views. Mm-hmm. That tweet alone got 873,000 views. So Oh, wow. Uh, win-win. Win-win. <laughs> and then and then the clip got 2.1 million views, so win-win. And then AW Dark's not around anymore, so win-win. I don't know. <laughs> well, they've got that third show that I think they're coming out with soon, right? That, I don't. I, honest to God, I don't watch mainstream wrestling. I okay. watch pay-per-views only, and uh, like, not really. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Um, I got you. Not a big fan. There's just a lot of unpro- unprofessionalism that comes from it, and yeah. I was always told to stay away from that kind of stuff. Don't learn from it. Don't watch it. Uh, don't don't hang out with those type of people in the locker rooms. And that's just that's what I've done my whole career. Um, but yeah, like the the next day, I got uh, uh, my third sponsor. I'm sponsored by Punched Energy Wrestling over everything. And then the next day, a company reached out to me with a $600 proposal because they seen the tweet <laughs> and they were like, if you get that much attention. Would you like to, would you like to sponsor? Like, Hell yes, I would. Thank you. So then, and then on top of that, if you think about this, 90% of professional wrestling is independent wrestling. There's yes. three major companies, Impact, AEW, WWE. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, I might have I might have pissed off a lot of nerds on the internet, but every single promoter out there on the independents are like, you know what? I'd book that kid in a heartbeat because he won't cancel my booking. Exactly. He's not gonna let somebody fucking dangle somebody. And then a lot of promoters were like, if it, you know, if it was like a a main match, if it was a main match on dynamite or something like that, and you were getting like a 60-40 match or a 70-30 match. Right. Then 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 they would have been like, You're stupid for, for canceling that. And and I would have been stupid for canceling that. Yeah. But it wasn't. It, no. it was a maybe. I, I I've had friends that have been on dark, they weren't used. They got to take a promo picture, but they weren't used, or they mm-hmm. weren't they did wrestle, but they weren't their match wasn't aired, or they did wrestle and they changed their name. Like if you change my name, what's that gonna do for me? Right. So yeah. I at the end of the day, and I I've stopped talking about it, you know, and it's 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 died down, but at the end of the day, I've I've stuck to my guns, and people are like, you know, they go through the tweets. They're like, you didn't say anything wrong. You didn't right. do anything wrong. You didn't say anything racial, anything homophobic. Mm-hmm. There was a podcast that tried sticking up for me, and the guy said a bunch of stupid stuff. But you know, everybody realizes that that's obviously not me or my podcast. So yeah. it had nothing to do with me. So uh, things keep moving forward, but my career has boosted from it, and that's the last I'm going to speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> So there was one thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about on here that you um, are part of something that I actually find really cool and interesting. And it started to kind of pick up speed and everything. I think you just got through recording um, season two of this and that's just wrestling. Oh yeah. I'm not a part of it. But you're I'm not the founder. You were the founder. Yeah, man. Okay. I, I take part in uh, stuff. The, yeah. Smoking. Uh, anyways, I quit. Sm- <laughs> I tell this story, and everyone's like, "Why do you tell the story?" Because it's been funny. I quit smoking for three days, and I started coming to reality. And I was like, "Whoa!" And I thought about this great idea. I was like, "AEW Dark. You know who's going to win the match. I don't care if it's a six-minute match or a twenty-minute match. You know who's going to win. The guy right. who signed AEW, not the guy. <laughs> uh, NWA Power. Same thing. You know who's going to win the match. Um, so I started thinking. I was like, "What do people want to see?" Let's see. They they don't really care about the entrances. Usually the guy's already in the ring waiting. So let's cut the entrances. Let's cut the, you know, what's really annoying when you can't work the crowd, you can't get the crowd going. Let's eliminate the crowd too. Let's, you know, what do people really want? Just wrestling. So I called my video guy and he's like, this, you know what? It's a great idea. It's like a fight club. It's like a fight mm-hmm. club for wrestlers. So uh, locally, I, I got a photographer, a video guy. We got the venue, which was a uh, place that I originally trained at WWNTC. Mm-hmm. And I called, I believe, 20 guys. And I was like, hey, you, you guys want to be a part of this? It's it's funded by us. So the first two seasons were actually funded by the boys. It was you know, $15 a piece. Everybody joined. You get your promo shots, you get your videos, your interviews, and you get the your own spot, uh, spotlight on the Instagram, the YouTube. And everybody was flocking to us. We actually had to turn some guys down for season one and two. So now we're on to season three. Season two is about to be released. Mm-hmm. Season three, we film... August 12th, and then season four, we're going to Mississippi. Season five, we're going to North Carolina. And then we're, we might be going to Ohio or New Jersey for six. We're waiting on the, the callbacks now, but it's a great idea. It's, it's just wrestling. Um, you show up and you, it's 10 minute, 10 minute time limits. You get in the ring, the ring's surrounded by boys. So my brother is the ref, Kai Douglas, and, and he gets in the ring and he points at one guy and he points at another guy. You two get in the ring and you fight and yeah. you just, you, you just wrestle best man wins. And then if you lose, cool, shake, shake the guy's hand, get out of the ring next match. 
man, I love that. It it's such a cool and unique idea because I, I feel that when you're dealing with a lot of the mainstream stuff, they get bogged down into all of this. Well, this person is over here doing this because this happened over here. And you have to look back, you know, three months on storyline just to figure out why they're in this match. But with this, it's this dude's going to wrestle this dude and let's see who the best man can win, you know? And I I really like exactly, Yeah. And I've had a lot of feedback and people were like, I've had one guy uh, wrote back and he was like, the only thing that I don't get is where's the storyline? And I was like, here's the thing. You're a professional wrestler. You, you got what it takes to be a professional wrestler. Cool. Yeah. Wrestle mm-hmm. that guy right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Because I said so, because that's, that's how it goes. You're here to fight. You're here to fight anybody. Well, that's, that's how it goes. And, and people understand it. And there's no storyline. There's no, it's no entrance, no gimmicks. And I, I tell the guys like the last one, we had Cam Stewart. And if you watch any of Cam Stewart's, very entertaining promos he's very sexual and he covers himself in oil and he's oh baby (laughs) i told him i'd love to have you in but you need to cut you need to cut that out and show us who cam stewart the professional wrestler is right and he cut a promo and he was like you know i i know a lot of you are subscribed to my channel but you're not going to see that today like you're going to see the cam stewart and he started seeing the fire in him and i was like okay this is awesome so like now we got two backstage uh, correspondence we have ken ken sticks and we have uh my, my buddy penny they're both interviewing the guys they just ask them a quick 30 45 second rundown of you know hey how you feeling today and they sh- they do their spiel so if you go to our youtube each guy has their own individual youtube video we have our commercials on there from our sponsors punched wrestling over everything and boomer products um it's actually available season one i think i believe it's still available on YouTube but it's becoming available on our youtube channel now at this just wrestling season two will be available on iwtv soon so basically it's going to iwtv once that those numbers start uh dwelling down a little bit on our youtube release the next season on iwtv so it's a partnership with iwtv as in our own with youtube okay yeah so I said at the beginning that you have your own podcast um, and yeah. I listen to that uh, every time a new episode comes out, I, I listen to it immediately. Uh, have to put the headphones on because you know, it's, it's uh, not oh, yeah. work friendly, um, uh-uh. but it cracks me up, you know? And uh, so what made you start your own podcast? Because I'm very entertaining and people understand that. And people like after the shows at the merch table, like, I had to tell people like, all right, guys, like I, I seriously got to go. They're like, Oh, come on. August. <laughs> like you can pay me to hang out. They're like, you need a podcast, dude. I'd watch that every day. And I, I thought a lot of people were kidding. But uh-huh. The number is like, you know, each episode uh, beginning at the first one over, got over a hundred view, hundred listens and stuff. And then, you know, I, I get about 30 to 40 to 50 views on each one. And as soon as they, if it ever dwells below 20, then mm-hmm. that's when I'll stop doing it. But People like it. Um, there isn't any, especially these days. Like when I first started wrestling, there was the cancel culture, the Me Too movement. There was like a lot yeah. of people were just afraid to say or do anything. Yeah. And then I came in and I just started saying and doing whatever the hell I wanted to <laughs> say or do. Yeah. And, but I stayed, I, I kept to my own moral code and my moral code isn't canceled or Me too So like I didn't have anything to worry about. I right. called people losers and idiots and I called out people's crappy promos and I called out people the way they dress and 
I'm not a lot. The thing is, like, I'm not a liar. And yeah. I've always been that guy ever since I was like in, in kindergarten. Yep. I've always been frowned upon for speaking my mind. And if you've ever hear me say what I say, like I, it, it might just be my opinion, but it's not a lie. I'm not like making stuff up. <laughs> so people got to it. And it's real and raw with August Artois. We do crappy, which is uh, we use the dirty word, but it's crappy promo of the week. Uh-huh. And bring the ruckus. And bring the ruckus is more along the lines of like, uh, what grinds your gears and what what really bothers you in professional wrestling? Like, yeah, guys that are uh, wrestling for fifteen years and they're still waiting for their opportunity. It's <laughs> with their with their their third their third wife and kids from all three marriages front row watching them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I call out like a lot of the a lot of the times. Like, it's not even on the podcast. Like, I'll post stuff on my my Facebook. Yeah, and then I'll get I'll get side messages of people like, "Dude, I totally agree with you. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I had the balls to say that. <laughs> you do have the balls. You just don't. You don't have the spine to say it." <laughs> my my favorite part that you have is the uh, crappy promos, and uh, so do people send those into you, or do you search for those? Dude, like. I had to tell people to stop. Like the one kid, he sent me like fifteen promo. I was like, "All right, man, enough." Like it's getting ridiculous now. Yeah, they people send them in, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's like their best friend, and they're like, "Yo, my friend sucks, and he has no idea." Like, you, you, if you make fun of his promo, I'll let, I'll let him listen to it, and maybe he'll get better. Like, all right, fuck, I'll do it. <laughs> but I've actually had I had two people, one promoter so far. Uh, he was going to book me in California and he deleted me and blocked me. Oh, no. I, he's like, yo, he's like this one kid. He's like the, the kid that you talked about, man. I was like, hey, I, I noticed that you deleted me. He's like, yeah, I was cool with your podcast until you talked about somebody I knew. I was like, what? Oh. You're a loser, dude. I don't want to work for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, though. He was like, it takes, he's like, it's hard enough to get this kid to cut promos. I finally got, like, he built the courage up to cut one. And as soon as you cut, he's like, you drug that kid under the bus so hard. I was like, well, maybe let him listen to it then. Cause I did not only, that's the thing is like, not only do I, I crap on the promos, but then I talk about exactly stop looking into the lens or stop looking at the the camera of yourself and look into the lens. Uh, Stop saying in another thing and another thing. Stop (laughs) started starting off the promo with the guy's name, the date of the show, the name of the show. (laughs) I I try to help people, but if you can see through, if you can have thick enough skin to see through like the harshness, then my podcast, I've honest to God, I've had, 80% 80% of the feedback I get are some of the workers that are like, yo, dude, like, honestly, like your, your, your podcast is very harsh, but you teach a lot of stuff in there, like stuff that, that isn't taught in training camps and things that co- your coaches are never, ever, ever going to tell you. Uh, some veteran is never going to tell because it's, it's frowned upon, but it's needed to be known. Like, you, yeah, kids these days need to stick up for themselves and know their worth. Right. wrestling and i help a lot of these people out and i'm kind of the voice of the voiceless i'd say i would say you know sometimes you need the harsher critics and stuff like that to get past that because if you're just pacified the entire time where are you actually going well, go? to go it got to the point now where i actually have to charge people 15 dollars to watch their matches because <laughs> people are like hey man you're honest like you're very blunt and honest will you watch my match and let me know and like at first i was like all right man like i'm at a 
I'm at a red light. Let me skim through this real quick. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, hey, man, will you watch my match? I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Here's my here's my cash app. And some guys are, some guys are shooting the money over, and I'll, I'll definitely take that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they're taking cool up your time, then you know that time is money. But I'm not wasting their time either. Like, right. my feedback is a lot of guys that are like, hey, man, will you watch my match? And yeah, that this guy will watch your match for free. And he's going to give you some very nice feedback. He's mm-hmm. going to say, maybe work on this. I'm going to tell you it sucks and you need to stop doing it completely because it doesn't fit your character. But nobody's going to tell you that because they don't want to hurt your feelings. I right. honestly, because you came to me, I don't care. I don't need any friends. <laughs> so a lot of people respect that, though. They're like, look, yo, if you, if you want... If you really want help and you really want the truth, like send it to August. It might hurt your feelings, but he's going to tell you the truth. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. So who would you say are some of your inspirations behind the, uh, Shawn Michaels, 96, 96, Shawn Michaels. Okay. <laughs> that's you, you knew I, that one right off I the just, bat, I, man. I thought you were leading to that. So that's like, the, everyone's like, who's your favorite wrestler? Like, well, on it, obviously, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, like all the greats and stuff. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels, ninety six, yeah. on drugs, on drugs, and not giving a crap about anybody's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on drugs. No, 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 I'm no, not no. On drugs. <laughs> Medical. Well, there you go. <laughs> but no, um, he was just such like a lot of people tell me like you know who you remind me of like. Shawn Michaels, and it's always 96 Shawn Michaels, like the way I they call it selling I, I just go out there and get the crap kicked out of me, people yeah. call it selling I don't understand that word because I'm in a lot of pain after my matches, but yeah, people are like, you're, you're selling your antics, your movements your, like, just your natural in-ring ability is so 96 Shawn Michaels, and I take that as a huge compliment but my character and I put two quotes up, my character August Artois is me turned up to 11 it's just if you ask anybody that like this is exactly who i am outside the ring yeah i'm just maybe not as brash when Mm -hmm. i'm at the library or at the grocery store i'm usually kind of nice to the the, the little lady she has nothing (laughs) to do with my wrestling career right but anybody like if if it's a fan or it's another worker if it's another quote-unquote face quote-unquote heel i don't care like i'm the same person to everybody and that's i think that's why Real and raw has always been me since I was little Timmy when I was six years old up until now. I, that's always who I've been. I've always said what's on my mind, whether it hurts your feelings or not. I'm not here to be anybody's friend. And that's just turned into now me wearing tights and knee pads and tall boots. Yeah. Well, they Going always different. say that, you know, the best characters are the ones that are just your personality, but turned up, you know, I I've listened to many interviews in the past with them. And a lot of times that's what they say because it, it connects with you and you know how to portray that character more. I mean, the rock stone cold, the undertaker, I'm, I'm on my screen right now. Sammy Zane, for instance, he, he, people absolutely love him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to sit like, I'm at, I'm at shows and I'm, I'm sitting in my chair, usually waiting for the main event because I'm Mr. Main event, but I'll see this. I'll see these guys like laughing and joking with their friends. And then all of a sudden like, all right, man, you're on deck. And they're like, all right, man, uh, can you not bother me? I got to get into character. Like what? You got to get into what? I just got to walk out there. What the hell are you talking? <laughs> I get my, Oh, I'm sorry. I get my hair a little bit wet. And then I go out there. There ain't absolutely a things nothing changes from my, my car. Mm-hmm. to the arena, to the ring, to yeah. 
after the show back with my cats watching TV. <laughs> well, I, changes. I mean, and uh, it's what's comfortable for you too, you know, and that works great. You know, not saying that you know, there's not being comfortable with your character um, is a, it's a good thing. You know, I, I, I really easier. like it. it very much. So yes, it's easier. Cause I don't have to like, if something goes sideways in a match, I'm going to mm-hmm. react it. I'm going to, re- I'm going to react exactly the way my character would. Right. But if you're this dark demonic character and something goes sideways in a match, you're like, Oh no, <laughs> like, oh, there goes your character. Yeah. <laughs> One of the funny <laughs> things that I like to watch is, um, old YouTube videos of people trying to make Undertaker crack in the ring, uh, trying to get him to break character. And you have to send me a link after this. Okay. I will. <laughs> Cause uh, I mean, they try to do it all the time. I, there was one I saw the other day. It was uh, after the show. They tried to get him to do the taker Rooney, you know, the spinner Rooney in the middle of the ring and stuff like that, you know? Yep. So, or uh, there's one of stone cold, you know, they're doing a promo with Vince McMahon and all of them. And it's when the invasion era or the invasion was going. Kane? Yeah. Yeah. Tiger. yeah. <laughs> We're going to win. Yeah. We're going to go out there. <laughs> He's like, would you shut up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did see that. That's funny. <laughs> those are good. I love those uh, because trying to get him to break character because he was one who took it so serious through his entire that's career. funny you say that. Cause like now that I go out, like, when I first started, like I'll never forget my first match was like left foot, right foot, duck, turn, turn yeah. right, turn 90 degrees, make this face to the crowd. Everything was planned and it made me sick. Yeah. It sucked. Now we'll go out there and I'll look at my opponent and be like, I forgot everything and go out there and sh- they'll shit their pants. And I'll go <laughs> out there and it's just, it's so fun to me now to like, or like, I'll do my entrance and then the other person's music will hit. I'll see all the crowd look at, look at the entrance and I'll smack the ref in the nuts to, and be like, ah, don't, don't break character. Or I'll do it to the announcer while they're announcing. I'll stand in their face and sit there and make stupid faces while they're trying to announce the next guy. Yeah. Stay in character. Like I'm comfortable. I'm very comfortable out there because I don't have to do anything just to, 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 to break character. I'm me. I smile. I laugh. I cry. I'm mad. I'm angry. It all happens with August Artois. So when I go out there, my job now is to make, everybody else crack like i was in the match with john schuyler one time and he speared me and it hurt he did his i threw him out of the ring and he grabbed the middle rope and jumped to the apron and i turned around and he slingshot speared me and i was in pain one two i kicked out i looked over there his boys are and i went bink and i flicked him if you watch the video back <laughs> he didn't flip he looked down at me but he didn't he didn't break character he didn't like change his face or anything i flicked him hard too <laughs> <laughs> That, I'm gonna have to watch that. YouTube. Okay. Yeah, okay. that match is it's the John Schuyler versus August Artois for the IWN Championship. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Hey there, podcast listener. You enjoying what you're listening to? Well, then, do I got a special treat for you? Story time with Cosplay Dude Six Three Seven. That's me. I'm your host, and I like to tell you stories, stories that I personally enjoy. So, buckle up. Get comfortable, because we're going on a wild ride. So I know that you've done <laughs> some uh, some work with Control Your Narrative as well. Uh, how was that? Yeah, I was, that memory just popped up recently. And a lot of people ask me about that because because of it not being around anymore. They're like, oh, Control Your Narrative. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. 
right it, it was truly awesome um i honestly like when we first started i don't know where the the rumors came from of the people were like if you're in control of your narrative you're a nazi and a trump supporter i'm like what the what's what? going on really? here like we is this real and like the african-american members were like what what's going on i'm a nazi <laughs> is this true <laughs> and it was it was mind-blowing so a lot of people tried to tear it down but we had a lot of support um yeah. at first it was i think it was really awesome at first and mm-hmm. then too many cooks in the kitchen type deal started happening i got you and then eventually we had the tour planned everything was going good and then um a blessing in disguise. I mean, Adam. Adam got his job back, and he's that's where he belongs. And if you see yeah. him now, now compared to the old um, Adam Share, well, Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. from 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 then to now, like he's he's happier. He's happier. He's he's back to where he belongs. I think he needed to get let go to be happier. And EC three is doing his own thing. He's got a school going in Cleveland. He's starting uh-huh. like a CYN school in Cleveland. Okay. He's also, I think he works with NWA still. He works with OBW. So um, I'd say out of like 20 members of CYN, like seven of us are still just completely cruising on doing fine. Yeah. There were a handful of guys that were like, I'm in CYN. And now that it's not around, they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, had one on uh, recently. I had Kurt Gannon on the uh, on the show not too long ago. Great guy. Yeah, he is, and uh, I'm I'm looking to maybe get Leo on here real soon too, because you know they're doing that tag team together, and uh, they're looking really good. Never heard of them. I know uh, Leo, Kirk Gannon though. Uh, yeah, Leo Fox. Yeah, I know Kirk Gannon though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're both from uh the like the Oklahoma area and stuff like that, and I know the EC3 is actually going to be doing uh, a show with uh, Wrestling for a Cause in August, I believe it is. Uh, it's the nice, yeah. It's Extrava Slam, so they have all kinds of big name wrestlers <laughs> that come in there. So that'll be actually pretty cool. I'm hoping I'll get to go to. It Are you going to go to the show? I'm hoping so. I'm I'm a few hours away. You from promoting it to me? Are you hoping I'll show up? Oh, if you want to show up, go ahead, man. That'd be great. Absolutely not. I don't go to shows <laughs> to support. <laughs> but uh, you yeah, catch me dead at someone's show. <laughs> So there was one other thing that I found online whenever I was doing some research on you. You actually had listen, man. Listen, man. It, it was it was 1996. It was Taiwan. <laughs> the, the world was a weird place. I had twenty dollars to my name. You're not gonna bring that up. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that one under wraps. You know, uh, we can talk <laughs> about that later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on your IMDb, it, you have something on there, and it says that you were part of WrestleMania 37 as a bunny. Yeah, well, that's one of them. I was, I was on my first segment was Raw. I was a security guard for Vince McMahon. My okay. second segment was, oh wait, no, my first one was SmackDown. I was a, a freaking, I don't remember. I was a security guard for Vince McMahon once, and then I was Retribution on Raw the one mm-hmm. time. I actually got subtitled because I was screaming so loud. I was like, "Come on, baby, come on, come on, baby, come on." <laughs> So stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then I was an extra on NXT 31 takeover. I was a, in the crowd. You see, I was the only one wearing, everyone was wearing white masks that were given to them. And I was the only one wearing an August Artois mask, ah. you know, COVID and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. what else did I do? Um, I was an extra. 
I forgot. I, I did an extra for something else, and then I was on WrestleMania. I was one of the. I was the last bunny out. Last bunny out. Okay. And then I was the last bunny out, and as soon as I get to the bottom of the the ramp, I'm the bunny that looks at the camera and whips his head, and the the ear goes flying off into the crowd. <laughs> I was told this is a funny story. Right before I went out, Xavier Woods comes up. He's like, "Hey, bunnies!" I was like, "What's up?" We're like, "New, no, rocks." I'm just kidding. We didn't do that. None of us were marking out that much. But he was like, "He's like, you know." He looks at me. He goes, "You know, what you should do. You should fall down the whole ramp." I was like, "That's like 80 yards." He's like, "I know, but think about this. It'll forever be in history that you were that you were the bunny out of all these bunnies that look the same. You were the one that fell down the ramp." I was like. <laughs> I should do it. And then I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't do that. What am I in trouble? But oh, another funny story. When we were going through rehearsals, they had us go out there. They're like, all right, you're going to bounce down. You're going to hear the rat, the doo, 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 rabbit music. You're going to bounce down there. You're going to get in the ring. You're going to bounce, 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 bounce for like 30 seconds. Then the music's going to hit and everyone's going to start dancing, like actually dancing, dancing. And then you guys are going to get out. So then we go down there, dude, and the, the bunny music's playing and playing 30 seconds a minute minute 30 two minutes our calves are burning it's tampa bay it's hot it's like noon and the sun's beating down on our bunny suits and then we all look up and vince mcmahon's up there just dying laughing and the guy comes over he's like hey everybody vince ribbed you guys you can stop dancing now we're like oh shit He's like, that's great. Right, get the bunnies out of the ring. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. We got ribbed. We danced. We were hopping around in that ring for like a good four and a half minutes. <laughs> wow. So did y'all just rehearse it the one time during the day, or did y'all have multiple times that you were able to do that? No, just the one time. And then we walked around, and I, I probably ate, I'd say, $190 worth of catering. Oh, wow. I was, when I was bouncing around, dude, I I was about to throw up the whole time I was in that ring <laughs> from all the food. I don't really remember. I drank, they had the little things of milk and I drink a gallon of milk a day in my real life. So I drank probably like 26 of their milks, uh -huh. um, probably like 12 or 13 different plates. I had the little fruit things. I, I ate like a king. It was great. I asked, I asked Scott Hall if he wanted to sit down or I, it was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash and uh, uh, X-Pac walked in. And I was like, hey, you guys want to sit down? And they were like, no. <laughs> I'm <kept> walking. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> They're probably like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> what? No, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> who are you? I'm a huge fan. <laughs> that was funny. But that was pretty cool because, like, any wrestler like that, and I told you I haven't watched wrestling for like 12 years or whatever. So right. all the guys. All the guys in this era, like they're just people to me because I don't really know. They're not like stars to me. They're just people. So like, you know, Kevin Owens walked in. I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, how you doing, bro? But then like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and I walked in. I was like, ah, these guys. With me? <laughs> these guys are stars. <laughs> these guys I remember. These guys were like childhood. Like, oh my god, no yeah. way. Yeah. So I was like, eh. I was like, screw because they walked in and like they're looking around at tables and mm -hmm. it wasn't just like, hey, hey. Come sit over here. Come sit over here. It was more like, oh, dude, they, they're just standing there, like looking in circles. I'm like, you want to sit here? They're like, immediately, like, no. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you were a part of a band. What kind of band was it? 
it was a metal band. I was 16 years old, signed to Metal Blade Records in the band called Forever in Terror. Okay. I was the front man, lead singer. It was awesome. Uh, oh, wow. That's a... Did a lot of... Did a lot of cool stuff. Um, uh, made love to a 32-year-old while I was 16 in El Paso, Texas. Her name was Paula Portugal. Paula, if you're listening, I know you're not, but <laughs> sorry. She told me after, though. She's like, because I, I obviously I lied to her. I told her I was uh, 26 with two kids or something like that. Oh, I was wow. 16, though. Yeah. After, she's like, I, I was like, I just want to be honest with you. I'm, I'm actually 16. She's like, I knew. I was like, oh, cool. But But now that I'm older, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, just that's weird bit. that she knew. That's <laughs> I, really weird. <laughs> oh well, I, I know he's still attached. He's still there. Yeah. So I know that something talking about my. Oh, I figured you. <laughs> that's what you're okay. talking about. Yeah. Making <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um. So it's a metal band. So I know that is very hard to do. Is to train your voice to do the metal scream and stuff how long did it take you to get uh, to develop yours um at first i kind of that's a good question uh at first i kind of sounded more like john davis i was like yo (laughs) and then i started listening to randy blythe from lamb of god and i started listening to his voice trainer yeah which there's like a way like singers can warm up their voice like la 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 but for metals for metal screaming it's z z z z z z z and it's e up e up e up e up there's like three different ones that you strain you use the back the back of your throat like right at the bottom of your by your by your collarbones and then slowly it turns into like a when you project that out louder it's pretty awesome randy blythe is probably one of my favorites oh yeah me too yeah, I, I've always been Me a big too, fan of, <laughs> of Lamb of God. Uh, who would you say is probably one of your favorite metal bands? Then? Lamb of God, Slipknot, uh, and then the list goes on from there. Like, it's yeah. just depending on what day I'm, I'm of the gym I'm at. If I it's got you. Back day, then it's heavy. If it's chest day, then it's fun. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have any hobbies? Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do anything. Honestly, God, I my routine is I wake up, check all my social medias, and I make sure around eight to eight thirty a.m. I post something because that's when. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. But around eight to eight thirty, I post something, and that's I get my day going. I wake up, I go brush my teeth, get mm-hmm. my gym stuff on, and I'll go to the gym. Spend about two to three hours at the gym. Come home, take a freaking nap. Wake up, or actually, I'll come home and protein up, take a nap, let all that sit inside my belly, and then I will just social social media, social media, social media. I'll talk to promoters. I'll be because not only am I doing my own career, but I'm doing just wrestling, and mm-hmm. it's just me, my video guy, my photography guy. So I'm doing the you know helping with the edits. I'm running the Instagram. I'm running the YouTube. I'm doing all theirs. I'm making reels for just wrestling. I'm making reels for my own stuff. I'm doing highlight reels for myself. Editing pictures for myself, editing pictures for dress wrestling, getting the sponsors, working with the sponsors, helping with the commercials. Um, on top of that, then running the podcast, doing all that. It's you don't want to be in my brain. Wow, it's like, dude. It's like six hamster wheels. That is I, I'm exhausted just hearing you say that. Well, and then on top of that, then my career too. Like I'm booked in uh colorado coming up then i'm booked in utah then i'm booked in jersey 
um oh then i'm in mississippi so like i'm while i'm doing all that too then i'm traveling on top of that with my own career so it's a lot of stuff but it is i always tell myself that at the end of the day it's gonna be worth it one day something's gonna pop off if most people plant one seed and hope for a tree i'm sitting here planting a garden yeah you have to do that you know I, i know even just doing this show, you know, it's a constant thing. You've got to keep working at it. It's not something you can put a little bit of work into and hope that it blossoms from there. You've got to constantly well, see, be adapting and changing. I, I see guys like that better. all the time. Like I'll, I'll, I'll once in a while post a gym picture and they'll, they'll hit me up. Like I'm trying to get like you, like shut up. Like, you're an idiot. And that's why I'll, I'll tell them like you can't go to, you can't go to the gym once a month. And yeah. like, yeah, you go to the gym three days in a row for, for one month. And then you don't go for two more months. Like, yeah, you're starting to see a little bit of definition, but that doesn't stay. You, mm-hmm. It's not like you build up to a certain point and you're like, all right, like you're blowing up a raft and you put the plug in. Like, right. you got to keep working hard, and people don't have that. Yeah, there, and there's some guys out there; they're the best wrestler in the world. And if you ask me if I'm the best wrestler in the world, I will immediately tell you no. I'll be talking about a match before the show, and I'm like, all right, so I do this one move like this, and they're like that's this is the name of that move i'm like cool thanks for telling me i don't give a shit did, did you did you know what i was talking about cool that's the move i'm gonna do i don't know names of moves i don't know submission techniques i, I go out there and i do what i've learned in bar fights along my my life yeah and we go from there and i think that's what <clears throat> people fans go out there and they look and they see like this is choreographed and this is planned out. And this guy's never even been in a real, you can tell us he's never even been in a fight in his real life in, in his whole life that I go out there and I give it a, a half-ass effort and they can see that it's half-ass effort. I don't know what it is that people like about me. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a great wrestler. I'm just, I'm an amazing entity, I guess. I'm like a despised icon. People love the fact that people hate me. I, I guess that maybe is what it is, but, <laughs> maybe i'm downplaying myself because i i had people tell me like dude i've seen some of your matches and every single one of them are, are fire like you give it your all i'm like yeah well maybe i do but in my mind it's half-assing which kind of makes people mad because they're out there giving it their all and they're coming up short yeah me on the other hand i go out there and i do two moves and but, but, but i give moments i give moments to the crowd that they're going to remember mm-hmm. on the way home i'm the i'm always the match that on the way home people are like no yeah you know, if I was a second, third, fourth, fifth, or main event, I'm, I'm the match people are talking about on the way home. And it's, yeah. I do very, I do very little. I don't have a move set because my thing is like I don't have a move set because I might face, face a big guy or a little guy. My move set's going to change from night to night. This guy might be his character might be that he's he's never been picked up before, and, and now I can't pick him up, and I got to think of something else. Like just think about stuff on the fly. Yeah, it's a lot easier, especially when you read the room. Like when you when you're out there and you feel the energy from the crowd and then you start doing this planned course of events and the crowd's like, nah, but oh, let's just keep doing it. I don't care that they don't like it. Well, then you wonder why you're not brought back to places like mm-hmm. this, this place in Colorado, I'm booked and the show hasn't happened yet. The promoter hit me up and he asked me if I'm available for this next date coming up because he, he can already tell from whether it's word of mouth or seeing my social media presence or just seeing my matches that I post or my highlights, he knows that he's got a winner. Other guys, they'll go and have a match, but they show up and they have their match and that's all they do. Those people will never be invited back. I feel like I'm rambling. Cut me off. Oh man, you're good. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, 
I enjoy well, hearing this side of, of it. So <laughs> the one thing that I did want to say is I think one of the main reasons, and it's in your catchphrase, even, you know, you're real. That's what people like. They like it when somebody, they can tell when somebody's fake, you know, and you're not. Bingo. And so that goes a long ways. Especially these days with the, with the curtain peeled back as far as it is. Right. People know. Like, we, like a, a lot of it stems from like, yeah, you, your promo was really mean and, and your opponent's promo was really ruthless. All right, guys, you're actually on to something. You get the crowd going. They love the match. Oh, never mind. Right after the match, they both posted on their social media how much of a banger it was, and they're backstage with their arms around each other. Like, if it makes sense, if you guys were friends, and it's like one of those like shake hands before your match wrestling. Yeah, yeah cool. Then take your picture. But like, there's guys that I've had blood feuds with. Yeah, that like we had to sneak into another room, take a picture with each other real quick, just for personal memory, and then like, look at each other like, don't you, don't you fucking post, don't you dare post that picture. Like, I won't. I promise. like keep that alive like that and then people are wondering why like my stuff my last match i was in mind you the promoter knew exactly what was going to happen he knew the outline the 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 outcome the whole thing and he still got worked slid in the slid in the ring and stopped the match because he was believing what we were doing that is the kind of thing people are going to go whoa it's 2023 and you worked I gave we basically gave the answers, gave the answers to the test, and he still failed. Yeah, that's that to me is that deserves an Oscar award. Yeah, that <laughs> keeping believability alive for three months. Oh yeah, term storytelling. Well, I mean, and I you know I've seen that before. I know uh, people local to here and everything who are best friends in real life, but they even like. They took it as far as, you know, they deleted each other off of social media and stuff like that. I like it when they, it, the thing is, is most wrestling fans now know it, it, it is scripted. You know, the outcome is already predicted before it starts. So sometimes, sometimes not just wrestling. Right, right. I mean, that's, you know, uh, I mean, I, I love, out of the ring, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, God, just wrestling is not up to me. We don't get, we, we don't pick the winners. We don't pick winners or losers. And you can ask anybody that's um, our whole like setup system is very secretive. And I'm very proud that everybody that's been involved has kept it that way. But mm-hmm. if you ask anybody that's been involved in just wrestling, who decides the outcome and they will not tell you it's me or my, my team. It's up to the guys. Yeah. That's cool. And that's one thing. It, it kills egos too, because it's like, if there's no storyline, why is he get to win then? Like yeah. if, if you guys come in and I'm like, He's gonna win. It's like why? <laughs> like, I don't. You know what? I don't care, guys. Just wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I I really dig that, and I, I've watched the the first episode because I know you posted it the other day. Um, I think it's on YouTube and everything, so I got to watch yeah. that. And um, I'm really looking forward to looking at the rest of them because I know that they're up on the uh, IWTV uh, to watch. <laughs> so. Episode two will be out um, as soon as we get 200 views on episode one. Okay. Well, release episode two, and I think it's at like 170 views right now, or 180. So we're close. Right on. Right on. I'll try and reshare that on uh, my social media as well to try to yeah the, the numbers like, up subscribe, on subscribe, follow. All we have is an Instagram and a YouTube. We're not doing Facebook, Twitter because there's no need. There's no stories. There's no anything like that to share. It's right. just wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love I when people ask, like, "Well, what is it?" 
well, what is it? I'm like, it's just wrestling. They're like, yeah, but I know, but like, what is it? I'm like, it's, guys, it's in the name. It's just wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's literally, it's just wrestling. Like, there's no entrance. There's no, like, yeah, we do. Now, now just for like getting people over sake, we do the quick little interview beforehand. But then if you watched episode one, we do a long interview before the match. Mm-hmm. Now it's just for, for moving forward for just wrestling season two, that'll be on IWTV soon. It's Sunday night football entrances. It's August Artois, uh, we'll say August Artois, Tampa, Florida, trained at WWNTC, cut, and that's it. Yeah, heads pop up. Say 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 your name, your city, where you're from, where you train. Bam, next guy. Bam, match starts. Right on. Cool. So uh, we're gonna start long... doing more stuff though. I think they want to start a Just Wrestling podcast where we watch us three, my photographer, video, and me will watch the matches back on mute. And basically, like talk over them and talk about the time recording, the match itself, and all that. That'd be interesting. To, yeah, that'd be interesting to uh, to to see. Um, how long does it take you guys to record the the seasons for this? All day. All we day. Start at like nine a.m. production time and eleven a.m. call time for talent. Mm-hmm. We start recording around like. 12 or one and we're done by like seven it's it's a long day but yeah we usually this last one like the first one was hectic because we were learning as we were going right and we had like the guys get there same time as production so we're trying to set up lights while guys are going over their match and this and that and it's confusing as heck and yeah but this time we had water we brought gator we brought water for people we brought food uh about pizza for everybody um had production all set up and everything ready to go. We had the promo shots set up and ready to go. We had the interviews set up and ready to go. So you literally went to station A, station B. Everybody get to the ring. We have our meeting. Everybody get around the ring. We start recording. We did five, six matches. Had a quick little intermission. Everybody went to the bathroom, got a drink of water. And then we did the rest of the matches. I think we had 13 matches this time. Yeah. We did six, six matches, then seven, and then we were good to go. Okay. And then editing, like I got a three man team. My editing guy is one person, mm-hmm. so he, he we have a hard cam and a roaming cam, and he sets up the sets up the hard cam, roaming cam, and then the guy, my, my buddy, takes action shots while we wrestle. Action shots, like all every picture we, we release is black and white. It's a kind of like a story mode that we ran with, and it's. I'm honest. I'm very, 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 very proud of it. It's uh, it's something. It's something to be proud of. There's. Three of us are doing it. I mean, yeah, the guys that are involved have shared and helped promote this and that, but it's just three of us doing this, and it's it's amazing. Yeah. It sounds amazing, and like I said, what I've watched has been amazing and everything, and I'm very excited about it. So do you have a favorite match that you've been in? Um, No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay. I mean, the ones I win. The ones you win. Lucky Ali. Yeah. WWN. If you go to YouTube, go to the WWN live channel and find August Artois versus Lucky Ali. Anything goes match. Okay. That was that was pretty crazy. And then also WWN live August Artois versus Stallion Rogers. That was a pretty good match. All right. Every match of mine is good though. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, like you said, you're, you and some, some, some kid broke it down. I went to Maine not too long ago and I walked in the locker room and this kid's like, Hey, August Artois, I watched all your matches and they're all great. And I was like, 
right, I'm putting this kid to the I'm like, tell me why you like my matches and which ones. And he, this kid starts listing through my matches and telling me like spots in the matches that he really loved. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought he was just like being one of those kids like, hey, yeah. August, I like your matches. I'm like, oh, yeah. Which one? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he started naming them um, naming them all and uh, spots and all those moments and stuff. I was like, ah, cool, man. Appreciate that, brother. It's awesome. That's cool. So that's when I started realizing I'm like, you know what? Because that's the thing. Like when I'm when I'm in a locker room, I'm looking around and I'm seeing and duck this and duck that, catch this and catch and duck and kick and this and kick and punch and duck and this. And I'm like, watch this. My heat, here's my heat. Punch. Go solve it in the corner. I'll be over there in a minute. <laughs> and let me work this crowd for a second. Like a duck and punch and kick. And I, I've been in real bar fights. It doesn't happen like that. Right. You don't duck and punch and kick. And you might duck and punch. And that's about it. Yeah. You ducking and you do a front roll. I'm kicking you in the back of the head. I had somebody do that lucha stuff against me. And the kid jumped up. He's like, I do three jumps on the rope. I was like, you you got maybe two. I'll give you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, one, two. He goes to jump for the third, and I pulled him off. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Sorry, but I'm not going to stand here looking like a moron. <laughs> Idiot. Do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe wanting to get into wrestling? Don't do it. Find something better to do. All right. <laughs> Simple as that, man, because people don't have it these days. Right. Like, the, the more the generations go, there aren't people that get in fights anymore. There aren't people that have, like, them and their brother just beat the, beat the crap out of each other in the backyard and, like, smash glass and tables over each other. And kids don't do that these days. And wrestling is going to continue to get worse if people continue to so just stop. Let, let us wrestle for a while and then start again in 10 years or something. Well, I, I don't know. Don't do it. Find something better. I mean, you're literally, I mean, if you're thinking about it, I'm a very rare, 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 rare case. Cause like all the guys that I talk to and like communicate with, they're making like $30 a night and they're going like you're out there slamming on the ground and landing in your neck and your shoulders and your like your body's not supposed to do that. And you're making right. like 20 to $30 a night and you're wrestling in front of the same. Like a lot of these guys don't leave Florida and like I do. So like, if, if you look at my schedule, like I'm not booked again until the end of the month. Everyone's like, what do you do the whole time? I'm like, I stay jacked. I stay in the gym and I, I that's, that's me training. I keep this body at, at physical peak mm-hmm. and I keep my podcast going, my, my highlight reels for my other matches. The, one month I wasn't booked at all. And people were like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, I just kept all the highlights from my other matches and I released them on that month. And people thought, well, he's staying relevant. I've stayed relevant my entire career for almost three years now. Every yeah. single day I post something, whether it's an old match, a new match, a new quote, an old quote, a picture I edited, something. And that's how I've stayed relevant. But people are like, well, I'm not booked, so why would I put I'm just going to go camping with my friends and go to a concert. Like, well, then you're not going to be a wrestler. Like, you're going to be booked on these crappy Florida shows every other weekend making 10, 20 bucks. Until you snap your knee and you realize, or until you get a girl pregnant, you're either going to get injured or you're going to get someone pregnant, or you're going to very rare someone's going to look in the mirror and go, "Why am I doing this? This is stupid." Yeah. I've done it a few times. My career has been very promising, and I've had a lot. Like mine's been very good. I've had a lot of people idolize what I've done so far, and I've even looked in the mirror sometimes and went, "What, the, what am I doing? Go get a warehouse job." <laughs> <laughs> 
so do you have anything worth it for me man yeah yeah uh, no i i get it yeah i mean well, i mean i there, I there's a lot of people down man i've made, i've made more money than i've spent and i don't think anybody can say that in wrestling but I've, I've i've created it like a business since day one yeah i mean it's uh also a lot of people tell you uh, tell me this it's in your blood once you got it in your blood it's kind of hard to stop well actually no man if if someone buys this just wrestling thing and we, and we start like doing it full time, yeah. gladly, I'd rather be behind the camera than in, in the ring. Really? Okay. I, it's at the end of the day, it's about making money. And if my if my company, if my business that we started into this if this idea starts making money and it bumps into my career, then I'm not going to be able to do my career, and that's fine because I'm going where the money's going. just like John Cena. I'm going where the money's going. Right. At the end of the day, like. Those guys are like, I, I just love professional wrestling. Well, you're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. I, I, I get it. I get the love for it. And I, it's my love for it is right after my match, the drive home, that whole night before I go to sleep. And then mm-hmm. I'm back to like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Every single time. Because it's yeah. not, I don't know. I, I, I think people are, there's guys that are out there that are literally working for free every weekend. Those guys are stupid. Very stupid people. Because they love the business, like you know, you're what you're doing is you're taking away from guys like me that are actually worth paying to come out there. You're giving a crappy show, and that's why a lot of fans are stopping not coming to shows anymore because they're used to seeing these trailer park redneck crap hole mud shows, and they're not. And then you know what I'm saying. Then you bring like a good show to town, people are gonna be like, "Oh nope, last time I can't. Last time I went to one, it was terrible. I'm not going to one again." So these guys need to stop being wrestlers. They need to go find something else to do, like be a carny or something. <laughs> I give the honest truth. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I'm not sorry. You're good, man. You're real. And raw. So do you have anything coming up that maybe you want to uh, talk about? Um, May 28th, I will be at One Revolution Wrestling in Colorado. June 3rd, Pro Wrestling Ego in Mississippi. June 10th, STF Pro Wrestling in Utah. June 11th, River City Wrestling Con in Jacksonville. Um, July 22nd, WWN in Port Ritchie. And July 30th, FIP. And then I got August, September, October, November, and December filling up, too. Um, Real and Raw with August Artois, available on Spotify, Anchor. It's awesome. Um, YouTube.com slash August Artois. Or This Is Just Wrestling. Check out both of those pages. Social media, I'm not giving you my tags. Just type in August Artois. It will bring me up, I promise. Um, yeah, wrestling over everything. Use code VETERAN for 10% off. Use code JUST for 10% off. Punched Energy, or Punched Energy, they're energy gummies. They are good for you, all natural caffeine. PunchEnergy.com. Use code August10 or JUST10. And Boomer Products. You can look into it. I'm not going through the benefits of all that. But Boomer, boomerboost.com. Use code August20 for 20% off or just 20 for 20% off. And you can watch <laughs> the Tommy Vexed music video. That's V-E-X-T. The Tommy Vexed music video, The War You Wanted, featuring me and my buddy Triple V. I wrestle Kalisto in there, and I get my butt kicked by my butt, my buddy Triple V. He's uh, the first professional wrestler with Down syndrome. That was awesome. We had Dream Mania, and we actually shot the video at Dream Mania, and we shot it after with Mojo Raleigh. Uh, Kalisto was in it. 
it was a great time. Um, oh, and we're actually going to be using that. That's the official theme song now for Just Wrestling 2, The War You Wanted by Tommy Vest. Awesome, man. I just, I just kissed my cat. <laughs> and is there anything maybe you want to say to my listeners before I get you off of here? Um, nothing that I can say without you beeping it out. <laughs> yeah, I know your catchphrase. Stay real and stay real and stay raw, you losers. <laughs> All right, man. It's been great talking to you, and I can't wait to hear more of your show and to see more of the Just Wrestling. Thanks, baby. All right, talk to you later. <laughs> this is Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger. And one of the Three Range Bros Studios. Along with Ty Tiger with Tiger Tales on YouTube, Cosby Dude 637 with Storytime and Universe 19, and my podcast, Nerds Through Comics. Also, check out the Zeo to Hero Network with Zeo to Hero, hosted by Billy and Jim, the Balkan Scholar Podcast, Ben the Baker Ranger with Baker Ranger Movie Talks, plus the partners of Zeo to Hero. You can check them all out on TikTok and Instagram. And check out Review Time Productions with Digital Beasts and Hunter Time Productions. Both are on YouTube. All podcasts are on multiple platforms, so you can listen to them anywhere. And finally, a shout out to the cast of Nerds Through Comics. You know who you are, and thank you for helping. Now. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with August Artois. He was a great guest, and I was really glad that I was able to get him on. I think that's my first wrestler that I've had out of the Florida area, so I'm trying to expand my horizons, you know, go a little further than the tri-state area that I have here, and, uh, you know, get some really cool guests even outside of my area. Um, Be staying tuned to see more people on here Um, i've got some great guests that are coming up just uh keep a lookout on all of the social media and i'll be telling you who will be coming on next on there if you guys want to follow me on social media you can by going to if you give a data podcast you can search that anywhere on any of the social media websites and uh, you'll see me on there Uh, i am on facebook i am on instagram i am on twitter i'm on snapchat i'm on tiktok uh, not so much anymore on Hive. Uh, it was kind of a, it had a lot of build up there at first, and then it kind of petered off, and there wasn't a lot of interaction on there. So I kind of dialed back on that one. If it does pick up, then I'll start using it again. But as of right now, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Snapchat are the main ones. If you want to know what's going on with uh, iGadap, those are the ones that you want to follow. Facebook, it is at I-Y-G-A-D-A-P. On Instagram, it is at Give a Dad a Podcast. And on Twitter, it is at DadPodcast11. And on TikTok and Snapchat, it is the iGadap as well. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so by sending it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. I know you guys hear me say that every week on here, but it's true. I love when I get emails from my listeners, and I love when I get feedback from my listeners. And speaking of feedback, if you're listening to this right now, which obviously you are if you're hearing my voice, then I want you to go to the top or the bottom or wherever it is and do me a favor and rate and review this episode. 
let me know how I'm doing. Give it a rating, star rating. If you think it sucks, tell me it sucks. If you like it, let me know that you like it. Just tell me what you think of these episodes. Or if you'd rather send me a message and tell me, do that as well. You can go on Facebook and you can put a review on there even. Just uh, like I said, let me know what you guys think of these episodes and what I'm bringing to you. So I've got merch that's coming out. I know I keep saying that. There's been some back orders when it comes to getting the stuff that I need to get it going. Right now, I do have the stickers that are available, and pretty soon I will have the shirts and mugs available as well. So uh, just hang tight. I promise they are coming. I know I've been saying it for months, but they are coming. Um, all of my stuff will be on Cups and Teas by Stacia. I'll have a link to her in my show notes. Um, it's my wife. She does all of my merch for me. She does an amazing job. Go out there and give her some love. Start following her stuff. And uh, she's got some really funny stickers that she puts out there, as well as some designs. If you are one who uh, presses shirts yourself, she comes up with designs for those. And you can get those pretty cheap on her Etsy page. Um, but I will have her link tree in my show notes. I would like to also give a shout out to both of my podcast networks. I have the OIW Podcast Network that I've been a part of for a little while now. And I'm also part of the Avenue Podcast Network. You hear something at the beginning for the Avenue and you hear something at the end for OIW. And I'm very thankful for both of them and everything that they have brought to me and helped me with. And uh, I just want to continue to show support for them they have all kinds of great shows that you can listen to, whether it be wrestling shows or comedy shows or whatever it is that you want to hear. Retro video game shows, um, even creepy horror shows on there. Or if you want to have something that's just thought-provoking, you can find all of that on the Avenue Podcast Network or OIW Podcast Network. Go and look them up. I will have a link to both of those in my show notes as well. And lastly, I'd like to give a shout-out to D-Cure for creating my ending theme song. Thank you for that, buddy. I really enjoy it, and I hope that you guys enjoy it as well. If you like his music, make sure you go out there and follow him as well. I will have a link to his website in my show notes. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kinda nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection, I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Listen closely, download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. And listen closely, download and tune in remotely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.